Hello mercenaries, this is Carolyn and you are listening to Merc News, my apologies for being off the air for a couple weeks, Merc News HQ was visited by the beer warriors and our entire staff decided to ignore the recommended alcohol intake limits, but we're back on air. This week Clan Kodiak openly left the Merc Star Alliance, little is known as to why they decided to do so, however Merc Star has been growing rapidly so it's assumed that the unit wanted to leave the crowded alliance and blaze their own trail. Merc Star Alliance is the most successful mercenary unit, wherever they go, they lead their faction to victory. The unit is now stationed on 50 planets across the Inner Sphere. Many have requested that they be called traitors and cast out from Inner Sphere space. But how do you refuse a contract to the most dangerous unit in the Sphere? House Kirita and the Star League have entered war. Kirita refused to join the new Star League diplomatic alliance composed of Merrick Lee and Avian due to Hal's Merrick's war campaign, the faction instead fought back the Merrick invasion and pushed them out of Draconis Combine space, House Kirita offered peace to Hal's Merrick afterwards and stated that they should focus on defeating the clans, however they declared that they were no longer allies and wouldn't hesitate to defend themselves against the Star League, House Merrick and the new Star League responded with a declaration of war against Kirita, however, this declaration also affected a large mass of mercenaries residing in Draconis territory, thus the scene has turned into a bloodbath. There is now a dispute as to who truly holds reign over the planet Terra as Merrick Kirita and Avian all hold territories on its border, but Draconis Combine forces have the planet surrounded, the Kirita and Star League war will surely decide this, but Comstar may have a thing or two to say about it. Little remains of the FRR after the clan's final push into Rasselhog space, the faction now only holds five planets, but clan momentum appears to have slowed down, the borders are tossed back and forth. House Kirita has held back clan Ghost Bear as much as they can, but Smoke Jaguar has eaten up a large part of their territory. Comstar has established their new secure comms link across the inner sphere, now every unit can easily communicate across the stars to their fellow faction members, along with this, new mechs are appearing on the inner sphere front, these new reinforcements are making a statement and helping to hold the clans at bay. Join us next week and keep up to date on all things in the inner sphere and merc status, if you have news to report feel free to send us a message. My name is Carolyn and this has been Merc News. Merc News is a Beer Warriors production. Check them out at beerwarriors.net. No Guts No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Welcome to the No Guts No Galaxy podcast 131. My name is Phil and I'm your host. Today is March 4th, 2015 and I'm joined by Darren and today's co-host, Brandon Tyler. What's going on, Darren? How are you? Hey, Phil. I'm doing very good. Just got back from a quick trip up to Washington, checking out the area, scoping it out for a possible move. Had a great time. So you're thinking about moving from Cali to Washington. Why Why Washington? Uh, let's see. Long story short, it's we want to be closer to the ocean, uh, but it's pretty much impossible in California with, unless you're rich or you want to live in like permanent fog. So you have to go Oregon, Washington. Gotcha. Understood. Yep. All right, dude. Well, good luck on that. Thank yeah, you. Keep, keep us informed. Yep, yep. All right, Brandon, how you doing, bud? I'm um, doing good considering I'm legally dead. You're, you're legally dead? How's that work? No. Uh, Clinically? Just a lot, of, a lot of work. A lot of work. I was going to say, I haven't really seen you at all in the past. I haven't really seen weeks? myself in the past week or so. <laughs> all right, MIA. Don't work too hard, but uh, got to make the money. All right. What about you, Tyler? How's uh, how's first Civ Div going for you, man? Well, I'm pretty much hanging on the opposite end of the spectrum from Catra. I'm taking it easy. <laughs> got no job right now. You want to trade? I'm doing okay. Doing okay. <laughs> He's like, no, no. You can, you can, yeah, keep that. You want, you want to take a hundred hours every two weeks? You want to, you want to trade? 
All right, guys, we're going to go ahead and dive in. We're doing another live audience. Uh, so that's you guys on TeamSpeak and you guys on Twitch. This is live on both, so you can do either or. We're going to be taking your uh, questions, your topics of discussion, stuff like that. If you're on TeamSpeak, the obviously nice thing is you can unmute and ask away. We don't have a whole lot of people on TeamSpeak, so if you're watching at Twitch and you want to hop on our TeamSpeak 3 server, it's a good way for you to literally ask questions live. So uh, I, again, welcome you to do as much. I'm going to go ahead and kick it off and say, hey, if you guys have some discussion topics, let's hear it. X up and down below. And it looks like Zolan. <laughs> he says, uh, how sexy is that shadow cat? It's actually, I think, a pertinent question. I told you guys that the Cauldronborn was by far one of the, I and I, I don't know, was it going out on a limb and saying it looked pretty badass was is it how do you guys oh yeah cauldronborn is extremely sexy that is just some of uh, alex's finest work but the shadow cat as well we were just discussing this earlier because we see and they were discussing it as well we have the advantage of being able to work with multiple talented artists within the battletech and mech warrior world and uh we've seen a lot of shadow cats in the last couple weeks but anyway incredible job by alex it is so damn sexy it is total mech porn now, from a standpoint, Tyler, you know, obviously, I know you guys, you guys start nitpicking stuff, not in a bad way, right? You start speculating. Uh, we've already seen the cauldron born. Now you got the shadow cat. What are some of the concerns that, you know, you guys have with the shadow cat? Because I've heard, I've heard a few things here and there. Well, I don't have too many concerns. It looks like it's center torso is going to be a little big, no easier to hit than like the storm crow or anything. So that looks fine. It has a beautiful looking right torso energy mount that's on top of its chassis uh i'm thinking that by the size of the cockpit this thing might be small like scaled quite small like barely bigger than the cicada perhaps because that's about as big as the cicada's cockpit is so i'll be interested to see exactly how big this thing is could be good i would love it if it was cicada size i think that'd be a really good fit for it yeah, I definitely would have to agree that scale is actually really important. We see the one, out of all of the uh, clan mediums, the one that is just an eyesore and that sticks out, my dog agrees, is the Nova. I mean, it's, it's again, how important scale is. We saw the Panther and Enforcer come in, scaled perfectly. So as far as aesthetics, um, Shadowcat, Shadowcat has actually a special, special place in my heart. And that's in regards to Darren and Brandon, how I met you guys. And that was, we sort of did this shadow cat pop tarting in MechWord Lemon Legends. That's how I actually met you guys and uh, recruited you guys. And we were doing all that. And it, it, it was just, it's as a special place because we were sort of like the first group to do coordinated stuff like that. So for me, I'm looking forward to the shadow cat too, my play style. It also has masks. So I guess let's go ahead and roll into that sort of topic. Brad Bundy see, there. Yeah, yeah I, I see Brad Bundy is uh, asking, how are you hoping they, they implement mask? Well, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I mean, if because Russ says it's coming in, um, he wasn't sure about the implementation. Um, are you guys wanting something like in, this, in the past where you hit like uh, left shift and you get that boost of speed, but yet your heat rises? Are you guys just thinking it should be a permanent thing? Um, Brennan, Tyler, how do you guys feel about that? I'd be totally all right with how it was done in the past. Hit shift, your heat goes up. Um, if you go over heat, you'll blow a leg or something like that. There has to be a punishment for overuse or else I'll just have my shift down constantly. Yeah, as long as there's some kind of deterrence so that it's not always on because mask is, of course, way more affordable in tonnage than extra engine size. So either uh, heat going up and if you... I don't know, it would probably be to a certain level. I wouldn't imagine they let you overheat yourself. Probably up to like 90% like flamers. Uh, or I'd be fine with uh, just very light leg internal damage, maybe. Just like maybe one point every, I don't know, 10 seconds or something of use. That might not be enough. But over the course of a long game, it might be. Now, that's that's the way I'd prefer it as well. It just seems like uh, it makes the most sense. We've done it before. It worked. Uh, why fix something that's not broken but what about other people have talked about it being you know like um, a module or a permanent thing if that's the case what about just an overall uh, you know movement buff not necessarily a bunch of speed speed would be included but not a ton uh, and, and general maneuverability buffs would you guys be up for that option because that's another thing that has been passed around as far as ideas well so why not just rename the speed 
Puig uh, mask, then it's the same thing <laughs> that you just described somewhat. Well, but it's speed and maneuverability. So it's, you know, which could be going uphill, downhill, starting, stopping, you know, uh, whatever. We'll see. And that's where I'm sort of, uh, I'm, I'm on the other side, which is, uh, I think it would have to be on an individual mech basis. You don't want to make it so that all mechs are getting the benefit of mask then. So that's where no, I no, say, of course. It, like implement it in a way that's been done in the past or maybe on a very, you know, shadow cat executioner. There are a few other mechs that uh, do have mask, but even then there's no trade-off. So again, that's where right now, um, you know, you'd have a shadow cat that's going what 140 some odd KPH or whatever, and never has well, to worry about. Well, wouldn't the trade about... off be tonnage and crit space? Yeah, but I mean, it's it's already there. But I mean, that's what I'm saying is, if you currently do it like how it's been done in the past, the trade off yes. is tonnage, heat, and crit space. But you're getting this huge boost of speed, and we see how important speed is for, especially mediums, clan mediums in general. I mean, Ice Ferret is 140 kph, but it doesn't have as much uh, payload space as what the the Shadow Cats bring in. So, uh, you know, either or. I mean, it's one of those things where I I think it'll be able to go in. It's just, uh, you know, uh, meh. I'm 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 indifferent. I just don't want it to go to every single one. I don't want it to go to. It shouldn't be attached to speed tweak, even though speed tweak does give pretty much every mech out there an additional speed boost, which also speeds up the game in general. Yep. Makes sense. I, I like how it's been done before. Let's see. Um, another question we have is uh, uh, the clan and IS balance, the 250 versus 240 um, seems odd. Now, Tyler, you, I was watching you yesterday. You were you were streaming some community warfare. Um it looks like they gave a buff to the IS, but not the clans. Uh, what's been your experience so far just with, uh, you know, 24 hours or so? Uh, all the all the stuff I did yesterday was actually clan versus clan. So I have not played against 250 Intersphere yet, but I don't think I'm going to have any problem with that. The Intersphere needs a little bump, so no problem there. I, I still think that it should be 10v12 clan versus Intersphere to make balance more on par. So I'm fine with them getting a little more tonnage. What about you, Brennan? Have you even had any time to uh, play? <laughs> uh, not really at the moment. At least not anything invested like uh, CW. Uh, but my initial thoughts on it was uh, why bump up, keep keep Intersphere the same tonnage as it has always been, but drop Clan down maybe 10 tons, shake up the Clan drop decks a little bit instead of uh, keeping them the same. Well, I'm sort of torn here because I feel like we're not just talking about tonnage, though, realistically, right? What we're what we're looking at is the fact of, and we were talking about this, I think last time is freedom of players and choice, right? I mean, that that's what we're we're battling here is the fact of, you know, why would you want to reduce the the clan drop deck? Well, some people could say so. You can't have, I don't know, a Timberwolf and three Stormcrows or this combination and that. But isn't the reality like that's always going to happen? Like you're always going to have this min-maxing of clan and IS max because there's no restrictions. Am I right? I mean, no matter what uh, they do for tonnage weight limits, Tyler, you guys are going to adapt, right? I mean, that's just the name of the game. I don't think that's what this is really about, though. I think this is just about intersphere clan imbalance and seems like a little bit of a Band-Aid waiting for further balance. Do you think this is really about choice? Well, I guess what I'm getting into is I feel like there's there's multiple things. You know, you say a Band-Aid. I would say, well, unless they are going to implement restrictions or, okay, let's go ahead and look at the clan and IS balance. You literally, okay, let, let's go dive into that IS and clan balance. You know, Tyler, is, in your opinion, clan and mechs and, I, and IS mechs, are they balanced right now? No. Some of the, the top performing quirked industry mechs can get up to the level of some of the mid-tier clan mechs, but the, the clan mechs are still outperforming the inner sphere. Yeah, and I, I know mean, that you... there's some people that argue that, but I think that's the general agreement right there. At least from the people I talk to and hang out with, that's what is said to be true. So it's well, it's like it's not a thing that can even be argued. Russ has said that the reason why they're bumping things like this is because the clans are having too much success in community warfare. Okay, and that's well, evident by how far they've reached in the inner sphere and the absence of FRR planets. Now, can we say, is it 
It's not all clan mechs, though. I mean, some of the most unused clan mechs oh, right. know, are no. clan mechs. I mean, Don't we're talking wrong. about ice, the ferret, ice ferret. Not, Yeah. Well, there's inner sphere versus clan balance, and then there's clan versus clan balance. So, I mean, two separate things, though, I think. Just because, yeah. of course, the people that are trying to win are always going to use the best, whether it's inner sphere or clan. So, uh, Jaeger, someone's asking if SGR runs inner sphere mechs against the best clan group, the clan group will win? If two equally skilled teams run clan versus inner sphere, the clan team will win. The majority of the time, I completely agree with that. The majority it, of the time. It, you can't say different teams because even though they may be, you know, close to each other in skill, you got to go with like a, if theoretically, if you got two absolutely 100% equally skilled teams, what's going to be, the, you know, science? Yeah. The Now, that's not to say that a organized 12-man clan, uh, intersphere group can't win against the clan, right. a clan 12-man group. That happens all the time. When we do have intersphere contracts, we do smash the clan all the time. I'm talking, yeah, like uh darren just said two equally skilled teams the clans will be come out on top they have counters to light rushes with that streak srm sixes they have uh longer range uh lasers it the inner sphere really has their work cut out for them if they're going to try to compete against an equally skilled clan team all right so let me let me go ahead because this is actually a pretty deep topic now we, and i know we talked about clan and is just balance in general like i i totally agree um and this is where i feel like it's always you know, subjective to the individual person and or group's experience, right? Because like, I've literally talked to to people that'll say that'll say IS is on par with clan. And I don't agree with that at all. And, you know, there are other things that I think even if you look at the, the whole balance issue between IS and clan, there are some things to point out. I even if you wiped quirks out of the picture right now, across the board, and you were to look at just objectively at like the skill tree right now, the skill tree treats every mech the same regardless of if it's clan or is and i don't know if you've actually looked at the the percentage numbers i mean have you guys like if it, so for instance if you look at the the timberwolf 75 ton clan omni that gets pharaoh nido and a very large xl and the survivability and all the things that go with it right reduced tonnage you know longer range higher dps it gets 45 percent acceleration when it gets elited now on the flip side, you look at the Orion. It's the exact same 45%, but what, which one is more equal or powerful because of that? And I guess that's that's the issue is some of these systems behind the scenes creates imbalance even on top of the weapons. You know, So again, you know, if it's a skill tree, that's not cater towards the mechs. Uh, the only other thing I can think of is cater the mechs towards you know, the, the system. You know, So... There are even a number of factors that go on top of the whole client IS balance. Yeah, I think it's always going to be deeper than most people think it is. Everybody's coming from their own perspective, their own prison. We've talked about that before. But this is the, in terms of what we're talking about here, this has to be absolute sci science. And I think when you get down to all the facts, like you're saying, the underlying things that people don't even consider, uh, it's, it's clearly evident that clans are OP. But let's move on to the next one. All right, we have a question on here. We've got, uh, I believe, is it Kai Marb? Kai Marb? It's Simarb, I'm thinking. Sim Kai? I don't know. Hey, it's Simarb. Hey, Simarb. So, Sim. Um, the question I had was do you guys know what the four uh, clan mechs are going to be? I know we're going to have the Adder and the, uh, uh, he said one other one, but do you know what all four of them are? I don't know what question of the you're talking about the clan the quirks the quirks the yeah. first four quirks yeah do you yes, know what those ones are yeah or can you say until he tells russ has to say it can. first then yeah. we can say it. <laughs> but yes i do know um he has mentioned that the highlander is one of the mechs uh he's mentioned that there's four mechs uh of is and four of clan now i i i can say for a fact that um if if they're touching one of the clan variants, it actually is being done for all four. So if there's four clan mechs, 16 variants uh, in total are are being done. Uh, you got to look at each one unless, well, Hellbringer only has three. But I guess my point being is uh, if there are mechs that are being done, it's all of the uh, the clan mechs that, that vary in chassis. Now for IS, I do believe it's um, they're fixing an individual it may not be all the uh, the variants with that because maybe it, it doesn't need tweaked or this or that. So I I can't talk about that. But as far as the specifics, you gotta have to bug them on Twitter. Like <laughs> you could probably like, hey. even get them to spill it too. 
Just yeah, bug just... him enough. The, uh, but I will say this one thing. Oh, I've been trying. A little behind the scenes if people don't know. Quirks, clan and intersphere, are literally discussed, if nothing else, and or worked on pretty much every single day, Monday through Friday, every week. Um, it's This stuff is you know constantly being looked at, worked on. Um, modified and it's so there's a lot of work going into it and i think people are going to be really happy with some of the uh stuff that's coming up yeah and there's uh i know mike is in channel with us uh and he even says he knows what max um it's one of those things where i do know that the quirk system has been looked at um because there are some other things on the table now which is movement attributes and uh it doesn't just roll revolve around weapons and like structure armor buffs um you know so I think you'll be seeing more news in, you know, probably in the next like month or two about some, some bigger changes happening across the board to help things as well. Cause right now, especially even the IS it's just been for the most part weapons. Well, obviously you can't balance the game just on weapons, but now that these other things can start going in, you can start to, you know, balancing mechs on their, you know, um, acceleration and deacceleration torso twist and all those, which make a big change in how the mech feels in place. So that, that is uh, coming down the pipeline. Yep, thank you for your question, Sim. Good question. Uh, Jail, you still have a question? Jail says, what's with the time between dropping a match and starting your mechs? I mean, shouldn't that time be used in a better way? I always wanted to use the battle grid while we wait, and especially before the actual match starts, before the team starts uh, deviating, and it's too soon to set up tactics on the battle grid. In other words, those 20, 40, 60 seconds you have could be put to good use. What do you think? I honestly, I would have no problem with, uh, you know, the whole startup sequence and the match starting. It tells you, you know, who's connecting all that. I think maybe if they made it so it was all sort of one thing. So let's just say if you want to do your weapon groups or um, you wanted to pull up your mini map while it was all the like, why not? Um, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, it's all basically the same thing. You're waiting for the match. And sometimes it'll be like. 60 seconds or more because either someone hasn't connected and then they connect right. and then the time shifts. So sometimes it'll be really quick, but even right now you're starting to see uh, when people are connecting to the match, um, you don't know who's talking mm -hmm. as well. So they will be like annoying. Then once it pulls up, they right. quite anyway, they stop. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah. What about mini games like clan Tetris or something? No, 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 just right. no. All right, uh, JL, thank you for the question. Uh, let's see, moving on to the next one. Let's see, I think Zolan said he had another one, but I'm seeing if he wrote it down. And do you have any in Twitch? Um, we did have uh, Bootech ask. Uh, I noticed this. it says Catherine on the new Shadowcat picture yeah. near the cockpit. We were Does just anybody about that. know what the reference is? Who is this Catherine? It's got to be somebody from Lore, but I'm not pulling up Sarna. I think if you zoom in close enough, it actually says Kerensky. Oh, yeah, it's a... It's a Optical illusion when you're out. Optical illusion, exactly. Yes. If, you, if you pull up to about 5,000% pixel density, you notice inside the K, it actually says Kerensky. All right, well, we'll wait and see if somebody uh, knows what the reference is. But in the meantime, Zolan has a question. Will planets have their own tonnage limits? And I think this has been brought up in Town Hall before. What do you remember that from that film? Yeah, I'm pretty sure Russ said that's a possibility. Different planets, stuff like that, may have different rules, restrictions, and all that. Yeah, but... Uh, I think they're trying to get the, the the system streamlined, and then that kind of stuff will happen, where, where each planet will be more unique and have different uh, variables or whatever logistics. Logistics, the word we all love. Well, the one issue I see, and, and Tyler and Brennan, you guys that are involved with community warfare, with all of this is the fact of everyone who's involved with community warfare has you know has these pre built decks. Right, which right now, how many pre built decks does someone have? Well, it depends maybe on the map and the game mode. Right, so. Uh, you may already be at 12 plus mechs that you've had to deck out with, you know, modules and all that. So I guess the only other thing that I would be not hesitant, but just sort of mindful of is the fact of when you do these type of things, people are going to have or need to have drop decks available. So that's another, I guess maybe that's the whole point of end game content sort of, but um, just make it sure it's easy to be able to select a drop deck, you know, and find mechs that you want easily and, and, and being able to switch off, you know, around easily. I guess that would be my biggest thing. Brandon or Tyler, any uh, opinion on that? I mean, more variety will always be fun, uh, but I'd rather see some polish and stuff like that before. 
I mean, it probably wouldn't be hard to implement. I, I think I could always be underestimating how hard it could be to implement. But I think polish and stuff like that before seeing different drop tonnages, uh, mainly a balance type of pass, perhaps. Do you think most mech warriors like logistics, or is that like an old school mech warrior thing? I love logistics. They, there could never be too many for me. Oh, I would absolutely love more logistics and more things to take into account and that sort of thing. But I think yeah. that is very much a niche yeah. um, for some people. I mean, just look at like uh, EVE Online and stuff like that. Like, I mean, it is a big population and it's pretty much all logistics, um, but it is very much a niche. Well, I mean, in the talks of logistics, what you're talking about is like troop movement, dropship, supplies, whatever. Anything and everything, I man. think it. I think it just has to add to immersion, but not yeah. to take away from time because time is. Or the not key. be a job, not be something that people well, are like, oh, I got to do that again. Well, and that's what I'm saying is time. I mean, yeah. when you guys drop in a community warfare match, how long is the wait before you actually drop? I mean, that in itself is a big time sink 15 minutes before you even get in a match. And that's depending on how long you waited for the match. And next thing you know, you blew half an hour just waiting for a match. And then you got in and, you know, it. Those are the type of things that I don't mind logistics, but if it adds on to just does it, what does it add to the? Well, game? maybe it could be a behind the scenes thing that unit leaders do that it doesn't have anything to do specifically with dropping each match or that time. I don't know, but anyway, let's move on to the next one. Um, I've got and, a long. Yeah, one you have here. a long one, but first, before that, uh, Catherine seems to be a reference to uh, Shadowcat uh, from X Men. Very cool. I like that reference. And is Kitty Pride called Shadowcat? They one in the same? Anyway. Yes, they're the same. They're the same. All right. So uh, you got the next question, Phil. What is it? And All right, it's it on Twitch. It's from uh, Minty Fresh. And this is a long one. He says, uh, why does it take so long to put balance patches out? More specifically, what's taking so long to balance dual goss builds? Anything having the ability to rip a torso off and assault 600 plus meters away from with a single shot is far from balanced. Don't give it lore as an excuse either. Attempting to translate lore into this game is literally equivalency of using rock instead of hammer because that's what cavemen used. Huh. Oh, a lot oh, of... oh, here. I, I, a got this. I got this. I got this. All right, because go, balance is fucking hard. <laughs> All right. Well, I have an answer, but Phil, what's, well, your, I, what's your I don't answer? think it's... Well, one, I don't know if you're new to the game or if you've been around for a while, but dual gusts... Uh, Really, um, even if you go back, what are you trading to take dual goss? What max can actually run dual goss effectively? Now, someone could say, what, um, Cataphract through Delta, uh, the 4X. No, Cataphract. Well, the 4X, you could do dual goss, but you're slower and shit. You can actually technically do triple goss, which at the time was, oh, my God, uh, thinking. Uh, but it was dead on arrival if you tried that just because of how slow it is. So what next? The Jaeger mech? The Jaegermaker, if you're taking dual Gauss, uh, you either have to take an XL. If you take an XL, you can actually move at a good clip of speed. But guess what? The Jaeger is so vulnerable to side torsos. Literally, that's I always do XL checks on the Jaegers uh, because I don't know what speed maybe they're moving at. And if you take a standard, guess what? You're moving so slow, you're just going to be focused down and boom, you're dead. Well, what other mechs can take it other than that? I mean, then you start getting into IS side. Um, what the King Crab? Um... Well, I think the question presumes that everybody agrees that dual Goss are OP and that they need to be balanced. I would say that's the first thing that I would approach because I don't think everybody just agrees with that. No, yeah, I, I don't agree at all. I mean, I'm looking at the Mexican take it. K two can take dual Goss, but it only has ballistic range, so it's not even getting cooldown anymore. So it's one of those things where, and the catapult's so easy to kill. Um, what do you think, Tyler? OP? Uh, no, not anymore. Back back in uh, closed beta when there were single heat sinks, yes, it was OP because it was the only build that could go run pretty much heatless. But otherwise, no. Uh, any industry mech besides the King Crab is needing to use an XL engine, which makes it extremely vulnerable to just being blasted by other mechs. So, no, Dual Gauss is not OP right now. There are much more terrifying things on the battlefield. Dual Gauss, on the other hand, on the King Crab or like Dire Wolf, when paired with a bunch of lasers or something, that is extremely strong. But on its own, it's not OP, no. Now, when you 
drop like two two eighted with uh, twelve king crabs of chaos, <laughs> and you wipe the entire enemy team off. It may seem like it's a little ridiculous, but that's also the fact of it's community warfare. They had 240 tons and, you know, I guess the ease of use. And if you haven't been around for a while, um, uh, um, the the Gauss rifle mechanic actually used to be a lot easier. It it used to just be you clicked and it fired like a a PPC. Then they introduced um, the charge mechanic. Um, a lot of people at the time were even confused, and I remember even questioning this back then. At the time, the only mechs that could do dual Goss was the K2 and the Jaeger and the Cataphract. Yeah. But other than that, so a lot of people were confused because uh, at the time, PPCs were sort of boated more than Goss. So a lot of people were saying, and I remember even saying, why not put a charge mechanic on PPCs and, and make it some type of bolt-type weapon or whatever, and... Um, do I think dual gas is an issue? No. Um, it's one of those things. Anytime I hear that sound, you know, that of gas hitting a mech. No, just gas hitting a mech that just, doom, you know, you hear it. Yeah. You, you automatically know, you go for the left or right torso. Or it's going to be a big, fat king crab. Or it's a dire wolf, and you need to outmaneuver and just you do not let them stay on the battlefield. Um, so to me, no, it's not a problem. Brandon, do you agree? Um, yeah, more or less. <laughs> All right, so there. Good question. Thank you for the question. I don't know. Maybe discuss it more with other people. I guess it's also we've lived through that time frame, and yeah. now we, the, the exact same weapons are in, and I don't, I don't see it as an issue. We, we yeah. yeah, we played when it was OP for sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sim has a question again. He says, if you remove the uh, Timberwolf and the Stormcrow from the equation, would you still think the clans are OP compared to the Inner Sphere, and how would you rank them? Um, probably on par as some of the tier ones for sure. If you remove those two mechs out of the equation, it still comes down to being able to laser spam, though. Um, there you know, I, I still think there there's a bit of a balance gap there. Um, at least from my perspective, because you still got the ability to laser spam everything and just laser vomit on everything with no matter what, just mainly because of the uh, range advantage, the tonnage advantage. Uh, Tyler, if the Timberwolf and the uh, Stormcrow weren't in, what would clan? What would you guys be taking if you're a clan? Uh, well, then, then it would uh, move down to Hellbringers and Novas, I guess. That's those are your next choices for those weight classes. And would you still be kicking ass? Not nearly as much ass. So the if those two mechs were out of the game, the Timberwolf and Stormcrow, the the clans would be looking a little rough right now. So they would need uh, me- quite a few of their mechs quirked to get on par with the the highest quirked inner sphere mechs. But yes, those those two mechs are really propping up the clans, and they are devastating mechs with almost no downsides. I think well, that well, is the answer right there. Let me go back and sort of emphasize why some of the imbalances are there, and it's it's not because just that the the weapons are better. And they are. I mean, anyone who wants to sit there and try to argue, it's just cold, hard facts. So you take a medium laser for IS and a medium laser for clan, it's just better. And the the reason why laser, uh, you know, builds and laser vomit or, or whatever you want to call it are so dominant on those mechs is not only the fact that the weapons are better, but again, that behind the scenes... Uh, one, there's no trade-off or negatives right now to min-maxing the, the clan omnis. So you're going to min-max, and that's what's going to happen. Two, that behind the scenes, the skill tree treats every single mech, again, the same. And that's why, guess what, that your two best clan mechs and mechs in the game, the Stormco and Timberwolf, both have Indo and Pharaoh. And... Yes, the Hellbringer comes up in that equation. Why does the Hellbringer better in some regards? Uh, it's better because it has ECM. If you took away ECM, the other saving grace it has is it has a lot of uh, hard points, so it can do the laser vomit. But if you removed ECM from the, the Hellbringer, it wouldn't be as viable just because there there is that sort of un tangible on you know like how do you equate ECM and its effectiveness? Obviously, it's dependent on the team and the person and stuff like that, but. Those, again, are reasons why Clan Max and the equipment is better. Not to mention, uh, again, we're talking about these systems. Look at uh, heat sinks. 
For every double or single heatsink you put on, it increases your heat capacity. Well, these builds, these laser builds we're talking about, have what, 18 double heatsinks? So on top of, oh, I don't know, the 20% heat capacity it's getting from eluding its mech, like those are the type of things. Like if you haven't looked at the skill tree values, um, you know, so again, that's what I'm saying is the skill tree, the equipment, all that, no one can really, I, I, I just won't agree with anybody that says the clan mechs are no P. But to get back to the whole subject, if you took the Timberwolf or the Stormcrow out, it would be very difficult for the clans right now. Very difficult. Well, would you say that if the Timberwolf and the Stormcrow weren't in the equation, that balance would actually be close between our sphere and clan? Not that there's not things that are going to be happening in the future to make overall balance better, and we can get into that at a future time. But I'm just saying if those two mechs were out of the equation, would balance be close? I, I think people would have to... You you would see Direwolf drop decks start off and just like 12 Direwolves, basically. Because, what, you go to the Nova? The Nova is... is it, it's nothing even compared to the, the Stormcrow. Low-mounted uh, weapons, less tonnage, less speed, uh, less hard points to actually do something with it. And plus, it's gigantic. I think... You would see clans trying to use a different tactic, but I also think uh, a lot of people would be unhappy because they wouldn't have anything really to compete, really. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next question. You got anything in Twitch? (laughs) Someone just said, Tiny Grump says, why is he not playing the fucking game? Because we're doing a podcast, Grumps. (laughs) If you you want to watch podcasts while gaming, check out The Baronet. They do it every Monday. Highly recommend that. I was going to say, for those that are watching live on Twitch, you can hop on our TeamSpeak 3 server and let, ask questions live. We ask you to unmute, tell us who you are and stuff like that. But uh, if you guys have any questions in chat, feel free to just list them out there and we'll do our best to answer them. Rhythm brings up a good point, you know, going back to the, the clan balance. When he says, when people talk about clans being OP, you're talking about, you know, the big three, the Timberwolf, the Stormcrow, and the Direwolf. Well, no one ever says the Warhawk is OP or the Gargoyle is OP or the, yeah. the Ice Fair. And and that's where I say it comes down to, well, why are those not OP? Um, it's, it's because the, the nuances, the Ice Fair doesn't have a whole lot of free tonnage to use. Gargoyle, same thing. It, it's The best loadout you can do on the Gargoyle is a laser vomit. Why? It's because the ta- tonnage for medium lasers is just, it's great and what you get out of them, so... If quirks were completely removed, many of the in other clan mechs would be OP still. So the the quirks have come a long way in making uh, some Undersphere mechs better than clan mechs. But without them, it would just be clans all day. Now, what about going to what they started doing, which was the penalties for XL engines? I mean, you know, you lose half your mech, you lost, what, 20, 20% of your heat sinks in the internal, in the engine? But really... For the most part, if you lost half your mech, you lost half your weapons, so it really wasn't an issue. Should there be a speed, uh, you know, hit there as well? I mean, doesn't it just sort of make sense? You just literally lost part of your engine that it's going to affect your mech in other ways. I'd be fine with that. Uh, Other negatives to losing a clan XL, you're not dead. That's the that's the positive. It's weight savings, etc. But uh, the the inner sphere has been quirked significantly. Then these mechs are getting up there to compete with the most of the clan mechs. So if you added that negative in, many of the clan mechs would just be terrible. Like Ice Fair, those the lower ranking clan mechs would just get really bad with that negative. So it's funny. The more the more and more we talk about this, you quickly realize like. A lot of the quirks right now are just weapon based, and you know there's structures and stuff for the you know uh, the ISMX and a few armor buffs. But the more and more you look at it, is you just can't balance just off that. You have to look at movement, right? Um, and I'm not saying penalties for having a destroyed engine. What I'm saying is you have to look at almost every single mech itself, the variant and the chassis that go along with it, and cater movement attributes and weapon attributes based off that each one and obviously you know uh, i think uh, russ has mentioned movement attributes are now on the table for like quirks and stuff but i think that's what you have to do and i think you have to tie it in some way to the skill tree i mean and we've said how old is the skill tree it's a dinosaur right but can't you just say instead of making the skill tree work for the mech you make the mechs work for the skill tree 
and start, you know, maybe think, think outside the box, think in reverse, you know, so where you may start with a mech that has, you know, negative acceleration, but once you get basic, it tips over, gives you two and a half, then you get that extra 22 and a half. Now you're up to 27 instead of 45. Do you see what I'm saying? Like there are things that you could possibly do to make that system work and cater to each individual mech. All right, guys, we're going to take one more question, either from uh, in here in the studio or on Twitch. So if anybody's got a good question that we haven't covered yet, uh, Minty, there's no official word that we can say as far as the uh, UI updates. No, that's up, that's up to Russ. Yep. It, it, is a, it is a detailed topic. I mean, you know, and like I said, uh, to tell we get a new question, I mean, even when, you know, I've, I've read a lot of feedback from, you know, the even when Russ posted, you know, LBX spread and, and UAC jam chance. Well, even when you look at LBX, um, you know, spread, you know, what does that do? Does it help the effectiveness and uh, does it bring it just closer and better than the AC 10 and, and stuff like that? Those are the type of things where even when you look at LBX uh, and even AC twos, like I said, you can't make it a just decrease spread and that's it because basically it'll turn it into a weapon that's better at close range than the AC-10, which the AC-10 you don't really see out there anyways. So um, you have to give the LB and the AC-2, you have to give it like a, a internal damage modifier. You have to give it a, in, you know, increased crit chance or something other than just a straight up, you know, reduce the spread to where basically if you're 400, 300 meters, it's better than an AC-10 and no one will ever take the AC-10s. The little things like that, I feel like, you know, it's important to, you know, bring up. All right, Phil, we got a question from Butek in Twitch and one here from uh, Parzai in chat. If you want to figure out which one you're going to ask, um, I'm just going to really quickly address uh, Grinos in Twitch. He's asking where the community manager is, a new community manager. She is basically going through probably like boot camp of figuring out the the game and the community and so forth. But just to let you know, we've been working a lot with her behind the scenes. Um, you know, things are going to basically be set up to be run much smoother, better pipelines for community support and so forth. Um, she's really cool. And so I'm sure you're going to hear more and more from her over in the coming weeks. So Phil, you got our last question. Yeah. Well, there's Bootech and he basically says, you know, would it be possible um, to where you can like mess around in your Mac lab and stuff while you're waiting, searching for a game. I mean, I, I'm sure it's possible. It's just what happens if you're in the middle of actually like making adjustments and stuff like that, and then launches you in the game. Um, there are some other games that even like uh, uh, you know, like War Thunder tanks, you can look at max you know stats of the tanks and stuff while you're searching. I could even see that being translated into MWO, where maybe you could go to I don't know, look at stuff or whatever info about your mech, but you know when it connects, you know there's nothing hanging you up or anything like that. Um, the other question is by Parjar. It says, uh, which do you feel should be bigger focused right now, game modes or maps? Ooh. Um, oh, I guess maps. I mean, you, there's always you're always going to be able to add more maps than you can game modes. It's not like we're going to have 20 game modes, you know, at least. I mean, I just, I don't know, thinking of all the different games I play that might be considered similar. There's just not a lot of options for other game modes. Um, I'd like to see them always making the game modes better so improving the ones that are that already exist because there's i think in my opinion there's some some maps where certain and a lot of people think this uh some maps that certain game modes don't work as well on or could just be changed a little bit and they'd work better or whatever but maps everybody always wants new maps and again doesn't matter what game you're playing maps 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 tyler in the the community war aspect what would you rather see better game modes or better maps or is, is that the question or is it more of just more of or either or what, just what which one should be have? the focus yeah uh probably more maps only three at this time and i know there's more coming in the coming months there will be nice to see more maps it'll diversify gameplay a little bit uh the map design needs to be really spot on we see the maps we have right now and they have weaknesses to the game modes that we have available right now so look, looking back at the game modes again will be helpful too well, Brandon, we'll get your opinion on that too. But Tyler, have you seen the, you saw the screenshots for the new map? No, I haven't. Well then. I'm out of the loop. <laughs> check out the last uh, weekend update that was posted and there's some screenshots. So I was going to get your community warfare opinion on those. So maybe next podcast. Brandon, what do you think? 
I think the biggest focus on that everyone's going to say is for maps, but I personally wouldn't mind seeing one or two new game modes pop up as well, just something to kind of diverse it a little bit. But no, maps Maps is always going to be your main content throwing out um, every, every big game. Like, I play a lot of Counter-Strike and stuff like that. Like, the biggest things, like, Counter-Strike gets the same thing almost. There's, like, three game modes. Let's be honest. There's, like, maybe you narrow that down to two. Um, but it's always just more maps. It's just throwing out more maps. I'm going to go against the grain of everyone and say I would rather not even have new game modes or new maps. I just want new the the game modes that are out there refined. I mean, really, and this is my opinion, there's no... There's one game mode in solo and group queue, and that's deathmatch. I mean, really, I I don't really know where I, I have a handful, maybe one out of fifty games that ever comes down to actual cap. I and 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 the especially on the smaller maps. Like I literally, how many times on the stream will I be like, I'll tell even Voight now, I'll say, don't worry about the caps. I just did this last week. It was a Viridian bog and we had a Raven 3L and a group of lights that was going to cap. And I literally said, guys, we need you in the fight. Don't cap. Don't worry about caps. You don't need caps. They turned around, got engaged. We won the match. It was over. Boom. Right now, Assault, Conquest, and Skirmish are across the board so generic it's it it doesn't there you just can't do it i mean assault literally took away any type of uh, lights being able to flank and i remember at the time we were thinking oh lrms would be cool and whatnot and stuff and then when they went in it what job is there for lights other than to hunt other lights or backstab there's no no role and it sounds like your answer is that you think they should focus on game modes I think it should be game modes and polish and even the maps that I guess that's what I'm saying is I don't want new maps. I don't want, um, because didn't Russ sort of say this though on the town hall, he said, there's two ways to do it. We could literally just replace the older map with a new map, right? Why go back and dedicate resources and stuff like that? I mean, I guess to each his own, I guess it's the same end result where we get better maps. As long as it's better. And and, yeah, but he also said, remember that you can't just do that. you, Part of the business side of it is you have to put out new content. So well, it's new, a compromise. What sells though, I guess that's, you know, when new content, when I hear it means, um, uh, you know, new max, new, new camo and stuff new like max, that. New maps, new maps, new, new cockpit items and stuff like that. Well, maps, maps too. Well, hold on. Maps don't sell. And I guess the reason being is if you said, here's mm. a new map, we're going to call it. Completely Whatever. sell, but indirectly, well, hold on, hold bringing on. people back to the game. Well, let's, uh, let me let me finish. It, when you say, "Here's a new map," we're going to call it Snow Peak Valley, whatever, right? Ooh, ah, oh, looks nice and stuff like that. But I would have still got the ooh off. Oh, you would have said, "Here is a revised and updated Forest Colony." To me, that works out either or, and it, it's the exact same effect. Which is, holy crap, we basically have a new map, and it's a map that's been you know fixed and updated to me polish goes a long way and that's what i want is i don't want new maps i don't want new game modes now i will say community warfare i'm sure it is nice to have a few more scenes but the game modes itself you know um for me being a solo and group player all the time i want the maps to to their maps verdian bog i it makes me want to hurt bags of kittens like yeah, but what you're saying to me is all obvious stuff, and I can't disagree with any of that. But that business doesn't dis- doesn't agree. You have to have some form of new content coming in completely regularly, always, um, or you're losing business. And well, it's yeah, not, I t- I people totally don't agree, buy but... maps, but ma- new maps bring yeah, a yeah, bunch of people to the game. Do you just then leave buy other all stuff. of the? Yeah, but you're basically saying leave all of your stuff that nope. needs fixed in there with that. No, no, and that's I'm not I guess saying, what I'm saying I'm, is it's not black and white. I know, but it, that's, that's why I'm saying what compromise. I'm saying is, well. You're saying what should be priority. I'm saying to me, the priority, in my opinion, should be cleaning up some of the trash on some of the maps, making them better, making them play better. I mean, look at Forest Colony. We've talked about lanes and how the the maps work so well on the older maps, right? You don't have too many things except for like in the water on Forest Colony, the damn cargo containers, which you're in a hundred ton mech, but you get stuck on this cargo container. Make those physics based or make them invisible collision boxes, whatever, it's it's you know little things like that to me i've come to the conclusion that all objects like that in the game are petrified petrified everything yes that's why we can't 
uh, do anything to him. But, you know, to, to go back, I mean, uh, do I want new maps and modes? I think I, I would love new maps for community warfare. But I also want to argue the point, just like I just did, that I think the first two maps, little tweaks here and there, um, you know, always need to be just, and they'll continue to be. But yes, stuff and content needs to be coming out. But you've still got a lot in the past that, I mean, it's the same thing of Max, dude. You know, like, it's like the Awesome and the Dragon and uh, Cicada and some of these, well, let's just say Quickdraw and, and Nova. Some of these mechs that were scaled improperly, uh, you know, do you just always basically leave them out of the loop forever? To, so to sum up what you just said, there needs to be a balance between polishing old stuff and bringing in new content, which is exactly what I said. And, and that's the conundrum, though, right? That's As a customer... Yeah you know i want this but then you want that so yes. what is what's acceptable well you know my desire always wins that's what everybody <laughs> every thinks <desire>. so <laughs> yes everybody believes that though Make all right it so go forth i think Take we actually out. i think oh, hold on i think we do have one or two other questions so you're not going anywhere what do you do what are you doing old you man? absolutely you... agreed that we were going to do 45 minutes this time well tell tell the people right now that you're just going to leave them Tell them right now. All right. They if you got a, if you've got a good question, ask it. Oh, here's a good one. Um, and uh, Minty Fresh asks on uh, Twitch. She says, "Speaking of assault, are there any plans to fix the issues with turrets and their spotting targeting through terrain? And can be consistently happening? I get in the mode. Also, I want to add to that ECM. Do you know how frustrating it is that you have ECM and ECM cover, but yet turrets are shooting at you?" Does anybody? Do you feel the frustration out there? Anybody else? Well, to me, that's, oh, yes. that's polish. That's the sun, that's those are glaring things that need to be polished. The turrets they, have been an issue no, since they, they came out. They were fixed. They intentionally put that back <gasps> in the game. No, I, I know. was in the patch notes. Who decided yeah. that? But yeah, so obviously everybody has a problem with ECM turret. The turrets being able to see through it, but I think turrets need a revisit, a big one from top to bottom. I think they're good on paper, and it's a good idea, because I remember even looking back then and being like, oh, yeah, that'd be cool, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but once they came in, and they haven't changed uh, at all since their implementation, I think that's that's where it's tough, too. Especially, right. again, lights used to have the role of being able to go cap. That basically got removed from the equation. And the turrets have never performed as they were first written to be. They've, they've never followed the rules that they were given. So they were never correct in the first place. We sit here and argue over inner sphere versus clan and who's, you know, balance the fucking it's the turrets, fucking man. Turrets, man. <laughs> it's the fucking turrets. That's what it is. It's the entire time. It's the turrets people. Yep. No, but I guess that's too, uh, you know, talking about, you know, in clan and ice balance is you do have to factor in. It's not just movement. It's just not the equipment. It's just not, it's, also maps. I mean, um, there, there's, uh, I'm sure out there, the fact of, some maps cater to certain play styles. Alpine. What does Alpine cater to? You know, and those are those are things that I don't want all the maps to just be the same. But if you have maps like that, and this is where it comes back to Darren of polish of saying um, we have sight lines that you can literally see across the map. Well, is that what you want? Yes or no? If it's yes, then okay, leave it. If it's if it's uh, yes, but we want people to have more cover and concealment, then you need to place rocks and ice and all that around there so people can move or if it's no then you need to add those type of things like visual you know occlusion which is weather effects or whatnot because some maps and especially i'm sure community warfare um caters towards brawling and then long-range setups uh so i think darren wants me to finish this out highlight highlight yeah but are you trying to suggest that i'm saying there shouldn't be polish i feel like you're no, trying to no. push me in I, that direction i guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that is the... the Are you trying to make me devil's advocate? No, I'm trying to say that that is the the screwed up thing of all this. Is Dude, I think everything I needs think... to be polished. I think the you know UI needs to be polished. I think mechs that geometry needs to be polished. I need think that map graphics no, I'm and not, I'm not everything needs to be polished. I want, I want that sort of yeah. counter because all I'm saying is um, from one person to another, what we think the priority should be for things, and also the the timeline. I mean, wh what are we talking about? Is it acceptable to have a six month timeline? Well, if if that means other stuff was being done, and you know, it that's yep. the that's the you know, that's a tough pill to swallow as a as a consumer. Like, well, I want this, but it has to wait. You know, 
I agree. All right, you got some cool things to talk about. Let's talk about them. <laughs> All right, some uh, quick mentions before we get off here. We have the Major League Mech Warrior tournament going on right now. There's two links I'm going to get you, uh, Brandon, if you can get those, or Darren, to both uh, TeamSpeak and uh, uh, Twitch. The Major League Mech Warrior tournament going on, this is being organized, I think, by Homeless Bill, and it's the original ideas of, I think, Heim Delight, I think, right? Some, he's the, the guy yes. behind. Like, so, so anyways, this is actually the first tournament where there's going to be actually cash money prizes to the winners and the follower-ups and runners-up and stuff like that. So if you want to get involved or want any information, go to the links um for the major uh league mech warrior uh i think it's major league mech warrior.com yeah um you can donate too if you want to help towards the cause and stuff like this and it is again just to sort of preface this is uh you know we're not involved with this but it's one of those things where we will be promoting the shit out of it. i think it's awesome and i look forward to seeing the matches and even possibly even spectating them as well so uh, we'll get you more info on that um we also have the aces invitational this saturday that correct at uh there's some details i think do you got yes. that info yet give me a second here brandon will post it when when i find it again give me a second all right no problem well before we get there we also i want to point out for a quick mention is the mech commander reddit and the mech commander 2 hd mod uh the reason i point this out is um i'm working with uh two engineers homeless bill and another uh gentleman and uh basically uh, there's going to be some some new work coming, but there's a play test going on right now if you want to get involved with that. But I know there's a lot of Mech Commander fans out there. Um, what is the Mech Commander 2 HD mod? It's basically just like how it sounds, updating and visually. Uh, we're looking at possibly DirectX 9 implementation, and that's what Bill's been doing for the past like month, is cleaning up a ton of code. And uh, lots of movement will start to happen within the next month or two. I just want to let you guys know and follow along if you don't follow over at the uh, Mech Commander Reddit. We have the patch overview by Kaniyashi, and uh, I've got two links for you, one directly to his video and one directly to his YouTube channel. Um, he does amazing content, and we wanted to help spread that content. So he's going to be doing these on the NGNG channel. And again, make sure to head over to his channel because he does other videos like mech content and stuff individually. So if you like his stuff, go over to his channel and subscribe and follow and comment and like. Um, do we got that Aces stuff yet? Yes, I posted it. Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about it real quick? Yeah, sure. So we decided to try and do something a little bit different. Um, what it is is going to be an 8 versus 8 tournament uh, with run, hunter, die-ish type uh, weight division. So like the 2, 2, 2, 2 type thing. You know what I mean? Uh, so like 2 lights, 2 mediums, whatever. Uh, but we're going to add a little bit of tweak. Uh, we're going to add, if anyone's familiar with like um, Dota or League... Uh, we're going to have a ban list, and what that is is each team, uh, for each weight class, each team gets to ban one chassis, and we're also limiting to one of each uh, mech type as well, so only if you already have a Shadowhawk, you can't take any more Shadowhawks type of thing. So cool. we're hoping to try to get some different play style diversity. out of it and see, yeah, diversity, and try to get people into things that they might not normally play. Very cool. And uh, Phil, what's going on with uh, Mech Warrior swag and gear? Well, speaking of which, um, I even rocking out. I've been telling people the Timberwolf uh, grid gear that you guys did the pre-order. All Guess guys what I got out, in the uh, mail today? Yep, everything went out uh, two days. I literally spent it was like seven or eight hours on Sunday nonstop doing all the orders. So I got all those out to you guys. If you're overseas or in a different country, country international, it obviously takes a little bit to get to you. But the uh, Timberwolf grid t-shirts and hoodies, we did the t-shirts and hoodies for pre-order. Uh, those went out. So if you order those, uh, stay uh, pay attention to your email too, by the way. It sends out not only a USPS notification, but also from our store. Um, but speaking of which, we do have leftover in stock. Um, I just want to preface this. A lot of people, I get emails that are saying, when are you guys going to restock? Um, that's what pre-orders are there for, just to guarantee your order. But um, I'm wearing the one right now, uh, the Timberwolf. Anyways, there's uh, five different colors. We have them in stock. If you want one, get one before they're out. And don't email me saying you're sad panda because you didn't know. You knew. You knew. And you waited. And it, it's it's game over, man. And we're also beginning work on the next shirt. You want to give a quick mention what that's going to be? 
or next product, whatever it's going to be. I, I'm actually going to show the picture. All right, so I posted the uh, picture in uh, TS chat as well as the Twitch chat. Uh, we commissioned Shimmering Sword to do the artwork, and this is obviously it's not set up yet for the T-shirts, but this is the base base artwork of his Shadowcat version. Anyways, uh, really loved his work, and that's going to be turned in just like the Timberwolf we have. So uh, that'll be going up for pre-order probably within the next week. So again, if you want one that, uh, you know, so it'll be going up. So another, um, just to point out the t-shirt, it's not to sort of go on about this, but if you did do the pre-order, you noticed that you guys got about a 25% discount in doing the pre-order, just saying. So, you yep, know, there's it, a good reason it, to it pre-order. Helps. Plus, I mean, that, oh, Shimmy just did such a good job on that. It's, it's the week of the shadow cat, I think. Coincidence. I think not. <laughs> it was great timing. Anyway. It was a great summit, yeah. We've been sitting on that. Darren's been hoarding it for the past like month and a half. It's been ready. It yeah. Just, you know, he's like, no. I've been enjoying not. it in my private time. <laughs> All right, guys. I just want to say a big thank you to our live audience on uh, TeamSpeak and on Twitch. Thank you guys for hanging out and chilling. I think uh, we're close to about 100 people. So uh, I think that sort of works out. Uh, again, we'll continue doing uh, the podcast on Twitch as well. It's sort of nice to have you guys right there. I know it's ease of use as well. You don't have to be on TeamSpeak if you don't want to. But uh, yeah, big big shout out to you guys in chat and i'd like to say uh, a big shout out to our new listeners and our old some guys we've had around literally from the start i don't know how you put up with this and or you know put up with our antics but uh thank you thank you for all of your support you guys are awesome Krinsky, and, uh, bless you all <laughs> of course thank you to our staff everyone behind the scenes uh thank you brandon and uh, tyler for being here and uh our amazing sponsors all of you guys out there that support whether it's uh watching on youtube or, or maybe you're a subscriber on twitch or maybe you listen on soundcloud all of it thank you again for being a supporter of ngng it's 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 awesome being a part of this community so thank you uh i do appreciate it we 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 love your face as someone else might say that's a little weird Copyright infringement. Uh, no. Um. Anyways. All right, guys. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast signing off for tonight. This is Phil. And this is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill. And this is Tyler. Until next time, MechWarriors. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube at No Guts, No Galaxy TV, on Twitch at NGNG TV, on Facebook at No Guts, No Galaxy Podcast, on Twitter at No Guts, No Galaxy, on iTunes at No Guts, No Galaxy, or via your favorite podcatcher with the RSS feed at feeds.feedburner.com forward slash NGNG. It'd be best if you avoid me, but I know you probably can't. You sense something is wrong with me, you can feel it on my skin, but there is more. Just a little off The truth is at one time I was But now I'm a robot Forever